Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast. My name is Josh Norris, and it is here. Yes, we have finally reached week one. Before we get started on today's show, do want to talk to you through our show schedule for the rest of the season. This kind of starts our routine here as writers and blurbers and podcasters at Roto World. So it'll be just like this moving forward, and I'm going to lay it out to you, and we'll start on Monday mornings. It's back, the recap show, game by game, that we film and tape after all these Sunday games are done, will be on your phone, on your computer by Monday morning. Again, these are the blurbers that have covered the games, and we'll get you the vital information you can take away just in case you didn't see those games on Monday morning. Then Tuesday morning will be this show, typically the 15-minute waiver podcast with John Daigle, specifically set on improving your team. Then Wednesday night, we'll have the Pat and Denny special. Yes, you all asked for it. We're delivering the Patrick Darty, Denny Carter special, along with a Thursday night preview. And then finally, Thursday night slash Friday morning, we'll have a game-by-game preview show with myself, John Jagel, Hayden Winks, and Patrick Darty. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are as well. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reasons you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get into it. And let's start again with this episode. And welcome in John Daigle himself. Daigzy, I mean, we're entering week one. This is your time. It's the waiver period. And I'm expecting a very busy first two to three to four weeks for you because... We should almost expect the unexpected here with the NFL season this year. I cannot believe we've made it. 
first of all, how many months did we reach for content <laughs> and still pile on podcasts? And yet here we are with actual matchups to discuss. There have been injuries. There were cuts. There were new signings that affected the players we're looking at here. So I'm just ready to talk about something other than the homework we did in April. <laughs> it is. I mean, this is uh, off season unlike, unlike any other oh. in that – Every single piece of information that we basically said in May was also actionable in August. And so now we have new information. So let's dive into it, Daigle. Again, most weeks we're going to do our best to keep this 15 minutes and help you all improve your teams. The structure of the show is going to go from most obvious ads to lesser obvious names. And really the parameters are a player has to be less than 50% rostered in Yahoo leagues. And I, I state the most obvious because Daigle, one name that we have written down is Deshaun Jackson, who to me was a must draft going back to May, but he is what 40% roster, 47% rostered in Yahoo leagues now. He is available in 53% of Yahoo leagues. And in our most recent rankings adjustment, you bumped him up to wide receiver 35 after Jalen Rager's injury. I bumped him up actually one spot ahead of you. I looked and I couldn't believe I was ahead of you because you were the <laughs> one who kept on pounding the table all offseason. You have to get this guy. And that injury to Rager led him to become my wide receiver 34. And that's because not only is Rager expected to miss at least one game and perhaps he's back in week two, but who knows how quickly he's worked into that offense. You just look at their first three games. Now Washington Bengals and the Rams all up tempo affairs, all which should lead to shootouts and loads of passing volume. And that goes right back to Deshaun Jackson as the Eagles continue fit to figure out who their number two re receiver will be behind him. We know Jackson will be on the field at the very least. And it was a very short sample. But remember, the one game he played with Carson Wentz last year, which just so happened to be against Washington, their matchup in week one, that was the only game in 2019 that Wentz averaged over eight yards per attempt. So starting from out the gates to all season long, Deshaun Jackson went from someone who you perhaps were flexing in good matchups weekly to a locked in wide receiver three with genuinely wide receiver one upside in points per game. Big picture, because some people still haven't completed your drafts out there. Most mm -hmm. likely. I mean, I've been drafting Deshaun Jackson now in the seventh or the eighth round and feeling totally comfortable with, with it. And, you know, early in the summer, I was getting him in the 11th, 12th, 14th round in, in some cases. Um, he is their wide receiver one. And, you know, we, we've mentioned the Jalen Rager injury and you just did. I'm still drafting Jalen Rager as well. And I know he's not a part of this conversation, but he, he you know, he avoided the IR to return slot so far. And it certainly seems like he's going to miss at least one week, as you mentioned, but be back in the fold. But we saw last year, Daigle, that when this team lost all of their wide receivers, including Deshaun Jackson, who once again has a fantastic matchup against the Washington football team, they you know run two tight end sets more than anyone else in the league and then keep two wide receivers out there. Well, Deshaun Jackson, his skill set is vital, absolutely vital. And I think, and you probably would back me up with this, the reason why he's the number one priority ad this week is because he's most likely to lead all wide receivers on the Eagles in targets this season. But who knows? Maybe, you know, the top two tight ends once again in a repeated effort lead the team in targets uh, one and two this year again. And I do think the numbers may be skewed because unlike FFPC, perhaps Yahoo hadn't had their first waivers run prior to Tuesday or Wednesday. But if that is the case, you need to jump on the waiver wire Tuesday and make sure he's a premier ad. 
All right, let's go to the next name because I've been hyping up Deshaun Jackson and Hayden Winks has been hyping up Chase Edmonds all summer. Chase Edmonds opens against the San Francisco 49ers as seven-point road dogs here. But we're looking long-term here with Chase Edmonds, aren't we, Daigle? Because there's a potential, if Keenan Drake misses any time, that Chase Edmonds in any given week is considered a top-12 running back in his position. And the Cardinals only kept three running backs after Kenyon Drake was in a, what they dubbed a precautionary boot throughout camp. So they have Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds directly behind him, and seventh round rookie Eno Benjamin. I still question Chase Edmonds' role in week one if Drake is fully healthy, since Cardinals' backups did average just over three touches per game, 3.1 to be exact, while Kenyon Drake was in the fold over the last eight games last year. But when it comes to, strictly speaking, in handcuffs, like Kenyon or Chase Edmonds is the guy you absolutely want. He's one of the best running back insurance players out there. What we saw from Cliff diagnosing and creating offensive running systems last year was amazing. And again, I don't even think he's going to get you like the Tavis Murray volume week in and week out in terms of almost 11 touches on average, but what you're banking on is in this weird season, it gets even weirder and more running backs get injured this year than they did last year. And again, Chase Edmonds, because of that, is high on John Daigle's list. All right, let's keep it moving, Daigle. Darrell Williams against the Houston Texans this week. Darrell Williams has won that backup running back spot, the Kansas City Chiefs, hasn't he? The drumbeat and the tea leaves had been trending in this direction for a couple of weeks now as Darrell Williams was working ahead of DeAndre Washington and right behind Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at camp. But the Chiefs made the decision for us fantasy players. They just cut DeAndre Washington, thus leaving Darrell and Darwin, who we don't think the latter has a role whatsoever. Uh, It's become a bit of a slight joke the past week to call Darrell Williams the mentor because he did overlap with Edwards-Hilaire in his final year at LSU in 2017 and mentored a first round pick eventually, even though Daryl was the one who went undrafted to the Chiefs in 2018. But it is not a joke when saying it's a travesty. He's available in 79% of Yahoo leagues right now and can produce in that 1B role from Thursday, the week one kickoff on behind Edwards Hilaire because he already proved he can do that. He had three top 25 performances at running back last year. He had two top 14 performances in place of Damian Williams once he got injured. So as a running back in the most explosive offense in the league locked into a floor. And I truly believe this. I want to hear if you differ. I think Mm. his floor is 10 touches in week one. I I can almost assure you the Chiefs want to split touches with him and Edwards Hilaire. That doesn't mean you stop drafting Edwards Hilaire in the first round. I still think he's a top seven player long term. But in the short term and in the interim, Daryl Williams is absolutely going to be involved as a flex option. I don't want to repeat myself, but this is one of the situations that I wish we had preseason games for, you know, Mm -hmm. because we would have loved to see how great CEH looked. And, you know, if Darrell Williams even shifted in the first or second series or how much work he got in that first team offense. And I mean, he's the one with experience in this backfield, right? I know your column comes out on Tuesday mornings with waivers, but I do want to grill you for a second, if I can, Diggle. So are you advocating for Darrell Williams to be rostered in 12 team leagues? The mentor will be my number one running back ad in 12 team leagues. Yes. All right. All right. Good to know. And let me pose that question back to you. You mentioned 10 touches. Do you think that that continues beyond week one or is that kind of the veteran presence that he offers and are projecting here in week one? I mean, I think it helps him obviously that against the Texans on opening night, 
the Chiefs are already nine and a half point favorites here. And we know that Deshaun Watson averages, I believe it's over nine yards per attempt whenever the Texans are trailing. So we expect that first game against the Texans to be a shootout. And that's why I just like having him as a flex option in week one. You asked about week two. Brother, I wish I knew. Like this is something this is something I have been racking my brain about. But I will say what I did in my own high stakes leagues is comfortably drop 25% of fab um, on Friday night for Daryl Williams. And so that in the column as well as you'll see, because I do have suggested fab percentage, is the number I'm going to recommend everyone else as well. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. More than any other year, this is the year we need that Marty McFly almanac from the future uh, mentioning the outcomes of these games. All right, let's go to another backfield. This is a trend today, Daigle, the Jacksonville Jaguars backfield. We know Leonard Fournette is no longer a Jacksonville Jaguar. He's a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Reichel Armstead has missed a ton of time during training camp. My friend, Divino Zigbo, a friend of this show, uh, might be leading that backfield and carries early in the season, but there's also this unjected free agent and correct me if I'm wrong here, but his name is James Robinson, who also most likely would be in the fold here to start the season. It's a conundrum. That's the issue. It is, as you said, Robinson and then Zigbo and then Chris Thompson and the Jaguars are underdogs. Early Vegas line pinned the Jaguars as underdogs by more than a field goal in 14 of 16 games this season. So that doesn't really lend game scripts for either Robinson or Zigbo to handle even 14 carries per game. What that tells us is it's likely Chris Thompson on the field as a potential PPR flex option. But this is a back, much like others, that I think people should decide to roster, for instance, Chase Edmonds over because although I don't believe Chase Edmonds offers immediate value, his upside is so much higher than these three guys who are just going to be pecking away at one another. So I would rather have a premier handcuff in this situation than roster these players. Having said that, in those game scripts, I think the answer is Thompson, whatever that answer is. I like that. I mean, you're trying to get in the mind of people who are adding players here, right? And Mm -hmm. while Ozigbo while Thompson, maybe even James Robinson comes out and is a lead ball carrier for this team, again, lack of preseason does not define that for us right now. That's a bad defense connected to a bad offense who almost certainly will have to be passing the football at a very, very high rate. And we know that running back success comes from offensive line play adequate at best on this team and neutral and positive game scripts 
okay, this team is projected with the lowest winning totals in the NFL. So like just the backfield dynamic doesn't make sense. So having someone with running back insurance like Chase Edmonds, because that is a good offense, one that we know can get the ball to their running backs in the passing game and explosively in the running game to me does make sense. Even though we always talk about volume, right? Dago, we always preach volume. And while this Jaguars backfield might have more volume, we at some point we care more about upside efficiency and good offenses. And that's definitely Chase Edmonds. And the fact that Devontae Freeman visited the Jaguars over the weekend, that either makes too much sense for a tanking team to right. sign him to a one-year deal and running him to the ground and then ruin everyone else, or no sense at all for a tanking team to ruin developmental reps for both Robinson and the Zigbo. I can't decide which one. I just know that presents another issue. I remember all the way back in the NBC Sports Studios when we could go to the office, mm-hmm. Daigle, uh, it was like February. And we sat there and said that the Jaguars are not trying to win in 2020. And that has only more been obvious in the last few weeks. All right. The last name of this group, Eric Ebron, who is now, I think everyone out there knows, the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, he's going undrafted in many leagues right now, Daigle. But I think that there could potentially be a steal in the first round of the waiver ads this week because even though the tight end position is so deep, Eric Ebron and that passing offense could be a lot of fun again if Big Ben's health stays. It's just a player no one wants to believe in all of a sudden since he did fall back from 13 touchdowns, which we knew what his ceiling was with the Colts in 2018, to only three across 11 injury riddle games last year. But he's in a position not only for opportunity, but to succeed playing with what we expect to be a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. The concern was always Chase Claypool, but Steelers OC Randy Fittner came out in the offseason and said, no, Claypool is playing out wide. Thus, Claypool then, who is a giant specimen receiver for those just catching up on the football seasons who the team added high draft capital in out of Notre Dame becomes a threat to James Washington and to a much lesser extent Deontay Johnson on the outside and Eric Ebron is allowed to roam free at his position ahead of Vance McDonald at tight end. So even if Ebron only projects for I don't know, 50 to 60 targets, he's going to be a red zone threat. And that's what we want. We're just chasing double-digit touchdowns here at ADPs higher or lower than uh, tight end 20. And that's what Ebron delivers. I love that. I absolutely love that. Let's define those Steelers pass-catching weapons, and you did a great job. Like Deontay Johnson's going to be, and this is extremely generic, but the more detailed, nuanced outside route runner. We know Juju Mm -hmm. is at his best in the slot. And so that, as you mentioned, leaves Chase Claypool and James Washington as that outside vertical receiver. Think Mike Wallace in that scenario. And Eric Ebron can work that middle of the field along with Juju in tandem with Juju and make it happen there. Again, I think every single one of these pass catchers was undervalued during this draft process. If, if Ben Roethlisberger shows out and it can continue to remain healthy, which all indications are Daigle. He has so far. Like he's made every single throw during training camp. And one more note I believe the Steelers only kept five wide receivers on their active roster right now that can change on their 53. But I believe the team really pointed to Eric Ebron as the reason, saying he's basically a pass catcher and less so as a tight end, which is only music to our ears here. 
Every report out of camp was that Roethlisberger is healthy, that the ball was more accurate than ever, that he was throwing just as hard as before surgery. So it is full speed ahead with the Steelers offense as all of their players are practically steals and drafts. All right. Now it's time for deep cuts, John Daigle. I know everyone can find full write-ups on all these names that we mentioned, but before we get out of here, the deeper cuts out there for people that all the other names, the five or six names you've already mentioned have been selected. So how do we want to do this? Since this is a new podcast and a new segment, <laughs> like we're, we're also just rolling with the people here, trying something new. Well, you just say a name and okay. tell us why that you think there's some level of intrigue to them, because some of these names are probably going to be, you know, 3% rostered, 5% mm-hmm. rostered, but there's a reason why, it piques your interest. Let's put it that way. And and maybe not someone just for this week, but someone that in the next couple of weeks, you could be like, ah, you remember I told you about that name. I told you about that name. Does that make sense? Sure. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, Tyrell Williams injury for the Raiders opened up the door and the path for an every down role for Brian Edwards, a specimen rookie who would have struggled to get on the field, in my opinion, had Williams not been pushed aside to injured reserve. And he was actually in leagues that ran waivers on Friday night. Edwards was the number one receiver added overnight. So he has a sudden path now. He does not opt for a flex option in week one against the Panthers. That will be an explosive game, but you can't confidently roll him out because he is a guy who, unlike Henry Ruggs, I think we both expect his targets to struggle because he's going to need them downfield. And as we know, Derek Carr is not going to throw downfield. Um, Kendrick Bourne and Jarrett McKinnon, I think are both options that should have been added more and both players who are going to be on the field as well. Loads of downs and what we expect to be a shootout against the Cardinals in week one. Remember Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 740 yards and seven touchdowns with a 75% completion rate and his two games against coach Cliff Kingsbury last year. So we know both of these offenses can be potent in this situation and Kendrick Bourne is going to start and perhaps play every role and passing down in the slot since Debo Samuel is, recovering from a Jones fracture and Brandon Ryuk is attempting to return in week one from a soft tissue injury. Any issue so far, Josh? No, this is wonderful. Do you have more names or should we get out of here? Uh, I have one more. I'm going to need you to hold your ears while I say this one. And that's because since the competition stayed close, Mitchell Trubisky was given the nod and this is not for the weak at heart. This is not for normal formats but since I'm trying to appease all in Superflex formats, there are worse starts you can make than Trubisky against a Lions rushing defense or a Lions defense as a whole that struggled to rush the passer last year. And what we really need to happen is what Trubisky showed us in his last six starts, five and a half scrambles per game. If we can get that rushing juice, then I think he is just a fine low end quarterback too if you are in a pinch because you waited at that position. You do agree, though, that someone like Tyrod Taylor would be a better option in week one against Cincinnati than, let's say, Chicago against Detroit. Yes, because I actually believe as their home opener with the number one overall pick and a lot more reasons that we won't get into until the matchup show. But I think there's a reason for the Bengals to actually upset the Chargers in week one. So I'd like Tyrod Taylor and perhaps a shootout more. Dago, this was wonderful. Good job. You all can check out John Daigle's full column, which again is going to be up every single week by Tuesday morning. You can check out the show 
That will be up every single week by Tuesday morning and the rest of our schedule that I talked about at the top. And also, if you do need that little edge and we're still going once the season starts, go and check out our season-long tools. That is rotoworld.com slash edge and use promo code FBPOD10 to save $10. Thanks, everyone. Spread the word. We appreciate all the ratings and reviews. It really does help us out. Talk to you all soon. Up the villa. Week one. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.